All right, so we're back. I'm sure it's getting chopped up all weird, but this is the first episode, so I have to iron out the kinks. I just know how to record, you know, like music, man. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. So, uh, second episode's gonna be way more uh, technically uh, savvy. So anyway, like uh, I asked you before, um, so you, you you left the band in 2002 for the band. So they they went on they for went another on, yeah. year. They, they uh, well, th- it's funny that was like the Spinal Tap moment when I left, and then uh, all the good tours actually started after that. So it's funny you were talking earlier about you know all these you know bad promotions and bad bookings and all those things. I, I remember playing. Uh, we had this show booked in Canada, and it was the basement of a record store, and it was just one show, and we were just like, oh cool, you know, it was one of one of our buddies' bands, so we showed up there. And we played in front of twelve people and got paid seven dollars. Oh man! Yeah. So that that's that's always a show that stays. is that enough to cover the gas? No, definitely not. <laughs> that's definitely one show that stays out of my mind. And uh, so I leave the band, and I remember. Uh, it, it. I mean, okay, so that happens, and we've all been there. Yeah. If you're in a band, yeah. you've had that show. Um, did that just kill you? No. That it, all right. This is this is what did it. So um, we got offered, um, I think it was a 10-day tour with this band. You remember that, this band Nothing Face sound familiar? Yes. Okay. They were on TBT, TBT record? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So somehow or another, I think their management got a hold of us or somehow, and they wanted us to do like a 10-day tour with them. And it was gonna be, it was gonna be like, uh, like small, not arenas, but like small. What the fuck would the next smallest thing be? Like amphitheaters. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like eight hundred to like a thousand. Yeah. Seats like or that's whatever. still amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> better than the twelve people in a basement. Yeah. Exactly. In Canada. Yeah. <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. So. Uh, so. I'm getting all fired up for this thing. I'm like, oh, this is great, man. Like, we're going to be playing in front of all these hundreds of peoples. And it's like, you know, maybe TVT will get interest and sign us and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I remember, uh, you know, packing whatever, my suitcase or whatever at that point. And I remember uh, Chris calling me. And he was like, hey, man, what's going on? I was like, oh, nothing. You know, I'm just packing, getting ready for this tour. And uh, he goes, well, he goes, start unpacking. He goes, the tour's canceled. He goes, uh, I guess playing to like 800 to 1,000 people wasn't wasn't big enough for Nothing Face, and they canceled the entire tour. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't know the full story, but yeah. that just seems insane. Yeah. So at that point, I was just kind of like, all right, man, like, you know Were what? Were they like, ever that big? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I know that somebody in that band is in that Hell Yeah band now with like Vinnie Paul. Okay. That's all that I know that ever happened to that Nothing Face. I don't band. even think that band's doing 800 to 1,000. I don't even think they're together anymore. But uh, that was the kind of the point that I was just like, you know what, man? Like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I think touring, and, and, and I don't know this because I've never toured, yeah. um, but touring definitely is like the make or break. It is. You it know, is. like once you start doing that and. and at that point, you're like, okay, uh, I guess because there's that middle ground, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just, I, I, I guess you just tour, and, and once you do it in, on a grueling pace, you know, for like like indie bands. Yeah. Um, 
and it just you know you you play to those 12 people every now and then like i i guess it just takes a toll and then personalities oh, yeah, once huh? once once you actually i remember one time uh my band drove out to austin and it was the first time that we were all in a car together and then you kind of like really soak in the personalities Get on each other's nerves you're like oh you know what you're like okay uh, listen i'm sure i was <laughs> i'm sure i'm terrible to be around too <laughs> but i mean you you yeah you, you're basically like you know the personalities can affect you in a certain way um and once you're sitting in a car together or a van or whatever it, it's I, I feel like it's a make or break yeah so i mean uh i remember the first uh first thing that we had touring wise was we had like uh, a small school bus and uh, we ripped out, like, the back seats, and then we would throw, you know, the instruments and the amps and stuff. And then we would put, you know, like, sleeping bags and stuff on top of that just so, you know, one or two guys could actually sleep, you know, do different shifts of driving and stuff. And uh, after that, you know, one of my guitarist fathers um, owned a gas station, so we huh. actually... Score. Yeah, we actually uprooted to like an mta bus and uh, the only thing that was wrong with it it was you know from like uh it's from like a handicapped school and the wheelchair ramp was broken and you know he gave the woman the quote i think it was like a thousand dollars to fix the ramp or whatever and she's like oh that's bullshit i'm not i'm not gonna fix it whatever and he goes well if you don't want to fix it would you be interested in selling it to me because my son's in a band and he's constantly on the road and blah 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 and uh i'm i'm holy shit i remember getting that thing Getting that thing, A, with the wheelchair ramp, just the fact that you could now put your shit on the wheelchair ramp, press the button, and then it just loads itself for you. And you don't have to break your ass lifting amps or drum sets or any of that other stuff. And then I remember um, we cut a hole in the thing and actually shoved – it was my TV at the time, but, you know, that thing, you know, came and went with the bus – so then we had a TV on there with, I think, well, at that point it was only a VCR. And then and we it, had. It yeah. wasn't those uh, flat screens, man. No, no. Man, that technology now is amazing. Then. And we were. Uh, those big butt TVs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back then, all that we cared about was uh, GoldenEye in 64. Okay. Playing the four players, you know. And uh, then touring life was good. Then just. It's funny. Then just. Nobody wanted to drive because, like, you couldn't play Goldeneye. Like, I don't want to fucking drive. Like, we have a five-hour drive. You fucking drive. I ain't driving. Yeah. I got to play fucking Goldeneye, man. I don't feel comfortable when I'm not driving, so I probably would have driven the whole time yeah. because the only time uh, – I get severe anxiety when I'm not driving. Yeah. And uh, – <laughs> so I could never fall asleep while someone's driving. Like, I need to be up maybe for 72 hours and just, like, pass <laughs> out, you know? Um, but So I get severe anxiety when I'm not driving. So I always like to drive. So whenever we played, like, out-of-state shows, um, even when I go anywhere, to be honest with you, I'm constantly – I don't. I feel like my mom gave me this because that's how she is, and I would never admit it to her. Um so I would be driving the whole time, definitely. And, and and the only time I'm actually comfortable is when I'm driving, and then that's when I want to go to sleep. But if, if I want to be awake with, like, anxiety, just take me from behind the wheel and, like, put me in the back somewhere, I would not be able to play golden whatever the fuck you just mentioned. So Nintendo 64, too. I, I oh, yeah. I think I was out of the game by that time. Mm. I think the last thing I remember was, like, Super Mario 3. 
Oh, that was for the NES, eh? That was for, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was the last thing I remember as far as, like, video games. And then I never went back until, uh... You ever play Rock Band? I know the game. I don't know if I ever played it. It's pretty fucking awesome. It's like Guitar Hero, I think. Um, But, like, you know, you get to, like, sing and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you have the drums and all that other stuff, so... But anyway, um, so you leave... Mm Mm-hmm. Two- I leave and then. Uh, I mean, was it was it a hard decision? How how long did you like think I, about it? I mean, it? the fucked up thing was I kind of I, I remember Cameron calling me and like they they knew something was up. And I yeah, remember, you always have that yeah, behavior. And, and I remember Cameron said to me, he was just like, "Dude, like if you're unhappy, like let us know. Like just don't just don't be a dickhead and pretty much leave and don't say anything." Which of course I was, and I was a dickhead and I didn't say anything, and I just kind of like. Left them high and dry or whatever, and yeah. Uh, but I mean, did you like it had to be festering? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it but it sucked too because I was just like, holy shit! Like, I just gave five years of my life for this band, and what the fuck did I? You know, I I have great memories. Don't get me wrong. Um, but then I remember Chris calling me, and he was just like, dude, like, we have a three week, uh, West Coast tour booked with From Autumn to Ashes, and. We're going with or without you. Wow. Like. I get you, it, though. Yeah, Definitely. Like, like, if you don't want it, like, I already got a backup guy. If you want it, go for it. And I was just like, well, honestly, if you said it like that, like, with or without me, like, fuck you. Like, I don't want it then. And then, of course, they call me when they come back. And they're just like, dude, we made fucking two grand each. Everything's paid off. And I'm just, and <laughs> in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking about the fucking $7 that I made yeah. in Canada between five guys, you know? Man. Yeah. That's that's funny. And that was just the big... And then just after that, I was just like, oh, man, yeah, we got this Atreyu tour. Oh, yeah, man, we're going out with this metal band, Lamb of God. Oh, wow. yeah, man, we got this Avenged Sevenfold band. Oh, yeah, man. That this- was it. That was like the beginning. Like, yeah. That was like two... Th- like you said, From Autumn to Ashes. Like, yeah. That's when everything started popping off again, like the Kill Switches. Oh, yeah. Um, the Lamb of Gods, yep. the Shadows Fall. Yep. Like it was all... I mean, those were a little bit more metal. Mm-hmm. But then they had that... that um, I guess like the Atreyus and yep. stuff like that, um, but that was like yeah the beginning of like a whole crop of like, you know, a bunch of new bands. Yeah. So I remember, good stuff. Yeah. Um, so all right, so you leave this band, then mm. I mean you've been playing drums at that point for half your life probably, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's funny. So I leave that band, and I kind of have like a breakdown and flip out, and I move to Michigan, which is a whole nother. That's an amazing story. That's like a, that's like a two two hour podcast within itself. Yeah. So while I'm living there, you know, Tower Records was still around, stuff like that was still around. So I'd go to these places, and now every magazine that I'm lifting up, one of my friends' bands is on the cover. You know, Thursdays on the cover, Killswitch Engage is on the cover, and I'm just like, holy shit, man! Like, fuck! Like, did I fuck up? Like, am I supposed to still be doing this or whatever? So I honestly woke up one day and I was just like, you know what? fuck this like i'm going back home I'm, I'm going back to long island how long were you in michigan for uh it was like a year and a half oh wow it was like a year and a half so i go home and uh i call i th- called either cameron or clerk and one of the two of them and i was just like hey man what's going on like i'm home blah 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 and they're like oh cool like you're home like uh yeah like we broke up but we're gonna play like our last show um at hellfest in syracuse which i had played um hellfest two years before that, and that was still to date the most people I've ever played in front of. It also those things were huge. Yeah, it also yeah. helps that it was also Earth Crisis last show too, so there was thousands of people there. Um, 
So I'm just like, oh, all right, whatever. Like they. I think up. Earth Crisis is still playing. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's true. They are. Yeah, actually, sorry about that. So, uh, so we go there or whatever, and the whole car right there was just like, all right, like they broke up. Like maybe we could start like a new band with like a couple other guys or whatever. So I go there and uh, I remember I see Cameron taking t-shirts out and like setting t-shirts up with like the Sky Came Falling merchandise, and it just says the sleeping on it. And I'm just like, yo, man, what is that? He's like, oh, this is my new band. And I'm like, fuck. I fucking did it again. I missed another fucking missed. band, you know. And that uh, was that was for, and then that was pretty much it. And then, uh, you know, we kind of went our separate ways after that. And uh, yeah, I didn't really talk to those guys probably for like the next like couple years. I mean, Chris was doing his uh, he was doing his record label at the time, One Day Savior Records. That had oh, put I, out. that was him. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had put out you know a bunch of bands. And, uh, I mean, Cameron, Cameron and Sal, cause Sal was in Sky Came Falling too. I was only with Sal for two weeks when I was in Sky Came Falling, but you know, and then Joe Zizzo was the drummer of Sky Came Falling who went on to the sleeping. So the three of those kids just fucking went crazy and just started touring right off the bat with like a fucking two song demo. Yeah. They were doing like a six month tour with a fucking two song demo. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, if you're going to do it, then do Oh, they it. fucking... Ca- I mean, they, they deserved everything that they got that band, so... Yeah, because, I mean, that, that's got to be a grind. Yeah. Um, And so, like, I, maybe I'm, I I just find it so hard because, like, I figure I'm, like, 39, and, yeah. like, I couldn't imagine not playing. Yeah. What the fuck do you do? Like, I, I mean... What did I do after that? Yeah, like, I mean, you don't... You what? didn't miss the drums, you yeah, just... Yeah, no, I, I guess I missed it, but, uh... A couple years after that, I'm trying to remember when he f- contacted me again. Did you turn Cam- into an adult? I, I guess, yeah. But then, uh, but then I think Cameron called me or did something, and I'm trying to remember how the hell we started jamming again. And then, uh, yeah, him and I started jamming again, and then uh, Sky Came Falling had gotten offered a reunion show at uh, at a festival on Long Island. And uh, I was down. I was like, yeah, that would be awesome, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, the four of us decided, the original four, funny enough, decided to get back together and started practicing. And Cameron had this little rehearsal space. So I actually, I actually moved my drums there. I just left them there. And I used to go there like twice a week. And we used to fucking practice for hours. And we got, holy shit, I think we got tighter that second time around than we ever were as a band. Yeah, just two of us or whatever. It's like 2005. This was no, this was later than that. This was probably 2000. I want to say maybe eight or nine. Wow. Yeah. Right. And uh, and then Chris came down, and then Matt was living in. I don't know if Matt was living in Jersey at the time or North Carolina, and he came in. I think maybe like a week before the show, and we just, you know, just started banging out practicing or whatever. And I remember showing up at the show, and uh, you know, it was a good. It was a good turnout. I mean, the venue got switched. You know, typical Sky Came Falling. Venue got switched, I think, like five hours before the show. And I was like, oh, fuck. Now there's going to be nobody there. That was still a good showing. But I feel like if it was the original venue, there would have been more people. Where was that? Um, I think originally it was supposed to be in Amityville. And then it was moved someplace. It was someplace out east. I want to say Sayville or some bar yeah, or like something. Five out years east. before. is ridiculous. Five, five hours before. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Like the day of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember going in there and, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody and, 
they were like, oh, man, like, good to see you. I haven't seen you in years. Like, uh, <laughs> what band are you here to see? I was like, oh, I was like, I'm, I'm here to see, like, a bunch of plans. I was like, I'm, uh, you know, a bunch of bands. I'm just excited to play. And they're like, what the fuck band you in? I'm like, Sky Game Fallen. They're like, you were in that band? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. I was like, just because I didn't. I was the guy behind the cymbals. Yeah, I was like, just because I didn't play the fucking, you know, play the last show or the last album, like, I fucking busted my ass with that band. Yeah. So we did that and then, uh, you know, had a great time about it, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, then we actually decided to do a full reunion weekend for the anniversary of 1021. And we did uh, we did Long Island, Upstate, and Jersey, and we were just like, well, it would be cool to fucking take one of our buddies' bands. So then we actually partnered up with Incendiary, okay, and uh, oh, no- another band that fucking kills it and deserves everything that they you know deserves everything that they have and what they will have because they fucking go out there and they fucking bust their ass. They are definitely busting yeah, their ass. Yeah, they're workaholics like, at that Absolutely. And, uh, they're, they're, they're carrying that yeah, hardcore flag. And we had, we had a fucking blast that weekend. I mean, uh, I mean, the Jersey show, I mean, Sky Came Falling never did well in Jersey. Never. And I remember we played in Jersey with Incendiary. And once again, I think by the time we went on, there was maybe 10 people watching us. Perfect. But like, but the nice thing was, <laughs> like, yeah, I was like a quote unquote adult and like I had a job to go back to that Monday. So I was just like, you know what? Like if I was still doing this and I had nothing to fall back on and like no money and how the fuck it am would, I going to pay It would my be bills? kind of like a, a bummer. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But that. I was just like, you know what? Like this is what these guys felt like. Like they had a blast. Like it's fun and game. And then it's you over, go back. And you go back to work Monday. Yeah. Like so now I know what they what now I know why their spirits were always up all these years. Yeah. And I, that was pretty cool. You know? Yeah, I, I could totally see where where especially like later in life. So but I mean it it yeah, I mean I guess I'm just looking at it and, and you close that chapter, man. Yeah, That's it. I, I mean the cool thing is like I'm still very close with all of them now, which yeah. is funny. And I, I mean, the funny thing is with, you know, Matt, the bass player. You could like, set up an, an acoustic set. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing with Matt, like, you know, when we did the first Sky Came Falling tour, like this fucking kid was 16 years old. Like, I think his mother had to fucking write like a fucking parent teacher, like permission yeah. slip for this kid to go cross country or whatever. Now he's 52. Yeah. Like I had nothing in like, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to talk to a 16 year old about? But now he's older, you know, now he's, I think, 35. I'm like, now we have shit to talk about. Now you can talk uh, pork bellies. Yeah, you know, like, it's huh. fucking funny. And, uh, you know, Cameron I'm still friendly with. Chris I'm very friendly with. And, uh, yeah, so it, in my eyes, it all worked out in the end. Definitely. Um, so that that's the story of Sky Came Falling. And then from there, in uh, 2012, you got back behind the uh set of yeah. of the of the drums yeah. to play some misfit covers it, with man. me and and roy yeah. and hugo right yep. <laughs> and that was awesome too that's it you yeah. know and then that was it yeah. so that was a lot of fun we, we got to do a halloween show yeah. um now i have to ask you real quick here before we wrap up um looking at everything here like when did you first start like buying stuff like like, Honestly, all that this is, this is just... I was a fucking spoiled, rotten kid when I was a little kid. Probably because I was the baby. And, uh, you know, this is just kind of me... I hate to say it, rebuying my childhood. Yeah. That's all this is. Because when I was a little kid, like, I would get something brand new, break it, and my parents would buy it for me again. 
and then I would break it again, probably throw it out, forget about it, move on to the next thing. And, you know, like, years later, I'd be like, holy shit, like, what the fuck ever did happen to the fucking, my Transformers Constructor Cons or any of that fucking bullshit, you yeah. know? And, I mean, I think that that's half the reason why, like, I refuse to open any of this shit. Uh, yeah, that is true. But, you I know? mean, a lot of collectors are that way, yeah. too. Like, they, they don't want to open anything. Um... But I mean, it's like really impressive stuff here. I mean, my pet monster. That that's I I told my wife, you know, if the house ever went on fire, that would be the one thing that I yeah. would save. Well, aside from her, you know, <laughs> I'm saying as far as collectible wise, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like her, the dog, and my pet monster. And once again, full circle again, the person that got me that my pet monster was Frank, the singer of Remorse. Nice. Because he lives in San Diego, and he knew how badly I wanted one of those things, and he actually found that at a flea market in San Diego. And he got that thing for a hundred bucks. And that's in the box, still sealed in the box. And he's like, you know, Parker would yeah, like this. Yeah, he's like, you know what, this guy, I think this guy would enjoy this thing. Um, All right, so listen, moving forward, you know, uh, we're going to have some people on. We're going to talk more stuff. We didn't really get a chance to talk movies, but I, I, no, I figure I, I wanted to. Yeah, again. I wanted to 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 let you riff. I'm surprised that I'm still awake at this hour. I, I mean, know, I know. You're Holy four shit, hours past your, your bedtime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this was a cool test run. Um, like I said, further down, like you know, everyone that comes in, we uh, the conversation and everything will change. But I think mostly. It's just what we're into, like uh, music and movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll take it from there. And, uh, I mean, I didn't really say much about myself because no one really gives a shit. <laughs> you know, I'm just some guy. So <laughs> we got to talk to the drummer from uh, Sky Came Falling. He told us some stories. Um, and I think that's it. I guess we're going to sign off. And uh, shout out to Brian for coming up with Red River, which uh, at first I guess we wanted to do No Room in Hell. But that was taken. But Red River yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. It made me watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 last Great night. Great movie. Just for that. Great fucking movie. Um, and, and I loved it. I When, when you told me what it was, because I, I forgot about it, and I was like, you know what? That's fantastic. Yeah. It's like ambiguous enough that most people will just think it's Red River. Mm-hmm. But the people that know would be like, yes, Red River Rock Stretch, and Roll. man. Stretch. <laughs> Stretch. <from Texas. laughs> what kind of name is Stretch anyway? <laughs> um, all right. So I guess, like I said, my name is Sam, and this is Parker, and we're in his basement. And uh, this is our test run, episode one. And thanks for listening. I'm going to bed. All right. Later. Bye.